The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, hosted by Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Dr. Relly Nadler. I'm Allison Childs with the Center for Creative Leadership. Kathy and Relly have helped thousands of people like you become better performers, managers, and leaders with their unique approaches to coaching. Dr. Willie Nadler is a master level certified executive coach with the International Coaching Federation. A psychologist, corporate leadership, and team trainer, Dr. Nadler brings his expertise and emotional intelligence to all his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training. Dr. Nadler's Leaders Playbook provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers. For more information and free tools by Relly Nadler, go to www.truenorthleadership.com. New York Times bestselling author Kathy Greenberg wins hearts and minds around the world with her internationally acclaimed books on the new science of happiness, including what happy companies know and what happy working mothers know. Kathy is available for a variety of consulting and coaching programs where you can learn to apply her unique happiness equals profit business formula. For more on Kathy's coaching, tools, consulting, and keynote speaking, go to www.h2cleadership.com or www.whathappyworkingmothersknow.com for free tips and downloads. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Rowley Nadler. We have Dr. Kathy Greenberg, my esteemed co-host on the line. And Kathy and I are your leadership development coaches. We have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. And today, we're very excited to have Sharon Jordan Evans. Sharon is the uh, co-author of Love Them or Lose Them, and also Love It, Don't Leave It, 26 Ways to Get What You Want at Work. And uh, Sharon herself is very much of a, an esteemed speaker. She is spoken at many Fortune 500 companies such as American Express, Boeing, Disney, Lockheed, Cheese Cup Factory, Monster, MTV, uh, PBS, Sony, Universal Studios. And her books have been uh, two Wall Street Journal bestsellers. And it's basically uh, touted as the world's best-selling employee retention book and has been translated into 20 languages. And today we're going to be talking to uh, Sharon about how to get employees to stay, and we'll be looking at specifically, you know, the uh, economic situation today and what are things that you should have done or, if not, what you still could do to move forward. Let me just say a couple more things about uh, Sharon. She has a master's degree in uh, organization development and is a professional certified coach, coaching the leaders companies um, can least afford to lose. She also serves as a resource for a number of national media. She's, if you go on her website, she's got dozens and dozens of articles, uh, but she's a um, resource for Business 2.0, 
chief executive, CIO, Harvard Management Update, Working Women, Investor Business Daily, Business Week, and LA Times. She lives up in Cambria, a quaint little town with her husband, Mike, and she just told us she just came back from one of her first bicycling trips, so she's, uh, she's not out of breath and she's ready to go. <laughs> she's not out of breath and she's ready to go. I love it. I do too. <laughs> and so, Sharon, with that, we might as well have you say hello and then I'll introduce Kathy and we'll go from there. That's great. And thank you so much for having me on. I was on one time before, enjoyed it a lot, so I'm glad to be back. Yep, and we had you uh, early on, and, I, and actually I think I told you some of the uh, people that I, I gave that to really uh, took note. You know, they listened to a lot of things, but some of the stories you told. Good. And Dr. Kathy Greenberg, let me tell you about my co-host. No, I'm out of breath and not ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm out of breath because I'm doing all the talking. So she coaches leading executives and entire companies on the application of her proven happiness equals profit strategies. Dr. Greenberg is the co-founder of the renowned executive consultancy H2C, which stands for Happy Companies, Healthy People, and an author of multiple bestsellers and a much-in-demand conference speaker. Kathy, welcome to the call. Thanks, Relly. And, you know, it's uh, always an honor uh, to be your co-host here on the show. And I want to make sure that all of our audience listeners really know who you are because um, I think sometimes we underplay our host uh, experience, uh, but for the purposes of making sure that we are all on the same level playing field, it's important that everybody know that Dr. Relly Nadler is, in fact, not only a psychologist and a corporate leadership and team trainer, but he is a master-level certified executive coach, one of maybe only 625 around the world, and that is truly a privilege. Dr. Nadler brings his expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training, and Dr. Nadler's Leader's Playbook provides hundreds of tools and strategies to to really develop star performers in your company And stay tuned, he has a brand new version of Leader's Playbook coming out in 2011, and he'll have even more good stuff in there. So with that said, let me just tell all of you that we are so delighted to have Sharon with us today. But before we bring Sharon on, I want to make sure that you understand that we always strive to bring you the best in current leadership topics, interviews, and especially provide evidence-based best practices to help you develop more leaders in your organization. And we all know that leaders are the heartbeat of an organization, but most leaders will underestimate just how much influence they have, and as a result, they and their teams can underperform. But doing just a few things differently can really maximize your ability to improve your performance and your organizations as well. So in every one of our shows, we try to focus on something we can teach you, something you will learn, including how to develop more leaders in your organization, what happy companies know about performance, and emotional intelligence and positive psychology strategies to be your best. We love to bring you something about brain and neuroscience contributions to top performance, as well as generation and gender differences that help you understand style differences so you can include everybody in your decisions and be truly your best. We talk about, well, work-life balance practices and strategies for managing your boss and yourself. And before we we go to to Sharon, Relly, could you just tell us a little bit about the science of leadership and why we devote a whole show to the subject? Sure. Thanks, Kathy. 
uh, well, all three of us on the line work with, with leaders, and one of the, the reasons that we focus so much on leaders, they have 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. And that's why we like to say that they are the emotional thermostat for the team. They set the temperature for the team. If emotions are contagious, they're the most contagious. And as a leader moves up the organization, more of their skills uh, in the world of uh, emotional intelligence, positive psychology, all the things that uh, Kathy Shire and myself focus on, when compared to how smart the person is, their IQ, or their technical expertise. And trying to get leaders into the top 10%, it's a tipping point of sorts, that when you can get someone in the top 10%, they are twice as valuable uh, to the revenue as somebody uh, in the 11th or 89th percentile. We also know that if you have training, that's always a boost in performance. Training alone, it gives about a 22% boost in performance. But if you have training along with executive coaching, it can have a, as high as an 88% boost uh, in training. And Kathy and I are available to help you get some coaching no, uh, networks in your organization. And usually in a day or so, you can try to set something like that up. And studies have shown that happiness is tied to profit by more than 93%. For more intro, information on Kathy, her website is www.h2cleadership.com. She has happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership coaching services. Uh, and more information about me, Dr. Riley Nadler, my website is www.truenorthleadership.com. Com for some uh, EI books. A new book comes out in uh, actually in September, but it will have a, a January date, uh, Leading with Emotional Intelligence. There's some free EI assessments, speaking keynotes, leadership and coaching boot camps. So let me just say a, a little bit more about uh, Sharon, then we'll bring her on. Um, I've known Sharon now for about three or four years, and she's a very uh, uh, well-respected um, speaker and leader in the field around retention, uh, engagement. You know, if you listen to some of her, her speeches, she's very informative, but she's also very funny and uh, very lively. So, Sharon, welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So, Sharon, we, we typically uh, start off with this question um, just to check in with you about who's been some of the more influential people or leaders in your life and career. You know, I have to say they fall into two categories, those I've known personally and those I've read about or learned about. Uh, so I'll start with those I've read about first. Uh, I was traveling, this was many, many years ago, maybe a decade ago, in the Gettysburg area, and I was introduced for the first time in my life to some in-depth history uh, about the Civil War and about the military leaders, the leaders uh, that, you know, really played such a, an uh, impactful role in in that um, incident or those incidents. And one of the things I learned about and noticed was that some of those military leaders were really not even trained for that job. They came from all different kinds of backgrounds and history. Uh, but there was something that they had in common, and it was this ability to inspire and to motivate uh, the people, you know, in within those the, the ranks. Uh, there was one story that really struck me about uh, a young Civil War military leader who inspired his young men to march over 20 miles without boots in the snow, mm. and then when they arrived, to launch an offensive. 
so it wasn't that they got there and had to defend themselves. Right. It was that they got there and they launched an offensive and, and actually won that battle against all odds. They were right. exhausted, they were frozen, etc. I mean, and why? It was because they trusted this leader. They loved this leader. And they frankly would have followed him right off a cliff. So, you know, that, that really impressed me, this notion that leaders can have that kind of impact and influence. And then some that I've known, one boss who hired me right out of graduate school and put me in a job that was a big stretch for me, uh, he believed in me more than I believed in me. And as a result, I stretched, I grew, I achieved. Uh, he really launched the career that I enjoy today, and I will be forever grateful. And then one other boss, phenomenal leader, who showed such personal interest and even empathy when I was going through a hard time. At one point, my mom was dying of cancer, and he pulled me into his office, and he said, Sharon, go and be with your mom. Take the amount of time that you need. And I thought he was talking about maybe a leave uh, uh, you know, without pay, and he said, no, 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 you don't worry about your pay. No, you go and be with your mom. And I was gone a few weeks, and, and she passed away, and I came back. And my level of gratitude and commitment was just unsurpassed. I mean, I, I, I couldn't even believe how wonderful he was to me during that very tough yeah. time. So th- those are some of the, the leaders that I would call influential and, and the reasons that I would see them that way. As we look at um, the future here, Sharon, and um, we look at what motivates people now going forward, I'd like you to think about some of the top things that leaders have done that have really made a difference. And we're going to go to a quick break, but we'll be right back. And you're listening to Leadership Development News, so don't go away. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. 
We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking with one uh, top performer now, Sharon Jordan-Evans, a um, retention and engagement uh, expert. And your story, Sharon, was, was really good about uh, just what people would do for a leader and, and then also, you know, for you with, with your mom, Diane, you know, how engaged you would be. And so maybe just talk a little bit just kind of about the field of engagement, and then we want to zero in on, you know, things you do today and, and things that um, – uh, we want to get some more details on. Well, I think it makes sense to to uh, bridge, if you will, to the current situation with leaders because most leaders are not leading a group of young men 20 miles through the snow without boots. Uh, but you know what? They might be leading in almost as difficult a situation. And I would say... Uh, mid-recession, or are we coming out of it? We're not sure. Uh, wherever we are right now, I know leaders that are struggling uh, big time. They're having a very hard time figuring out how to motivate, how to guide, how to direct. And the, the book that I've co-authored with Beverly Kay, Love Them or Lose Them, Getting Good People to Stay, uh, holds true. There's 26 strategies here uh, that help leaders manage uh, to engage and to retain their talent in the midst of good times or really, really tough times. And it includes all kinds of things, some of which I know we'll touch on today, uh, like the stay interview and, you know, showing respect and finding ways for people to energize the job when there are no other opportunities available right now. Even kicks, you know, getting having some fun at work. Uh, in some workplaces, we see it's kind of a fun-free zone right now. It's just very serious. And so how do you, how do you introduce some fun in the workplace? So, again, there are many, many, many things uh, that, the, that the manager today, the individual manager at any level, can do uh, to more effectively engage and motivate uh, and retain the talent that they need. Well, great. Um, that's, so we wanted to kind of zero in on some of that. And you kind of told us a little bit about, you know, um, some of your background. Maybe you can say a little more how you got interested in attention. I think that one boss, I'm sure, was was uh, uh, instructive. And then a little bit about kind of what you do today, and then we'll get more into the content. Absolutely. Uh, Fortune 500 companies hire me to work with the people they can least afford to lose. They're high performers. And I work with them in a couple of different ways. One is executive coaching. So I coach them individually, uh, much as I believe the two of you do, working with them individually to help them increase their effectiveness in their current role or prepare for a new role or promotion. Uh, I help stalled or stopped or derailed executives get back on track. I help them smooth out rough edges occasionally, um, help them build stronger teams. We work on perception and reputation management. I even do some legacy coaching with them. And then the other um, half of my time is spent speaking and providing keynotes uh, primarily for annual conferences for companies. And in that case, the topic is always related to workplace satisfaction, engagement, and retention. Uh, and you asked me, really, how did I get interested kind of yeah. in, the, in this field? It started in grad school. I did a, my thesis was mm-hmm. on employee satisfaction, and I did research in a nursing home, and I studied 
how you could increase satisfaction without increasing pay for nurse aides. Now, uh-huh. now that's a tough one. Uh, and uh, and the answers were were absolutely fascinating. Uh, the primary thing that worked was involvement, involving nurse aides in patient care conferences when they had previously been excluded. That was the answer. And then the surprise was not only did measured satisfaction go up, but absenteeism and turnover actually decreased. Uh, that was 23 years ago. I've never stopped being curious uh, or studying this topic. When you think about all of the um, kind of the, the span of, of, I want to say, support available to leaders today, what is it about this particular um, kind of conviction that you have about employees? Can you like teach in like a 60-second elevator speech? Like, what is it that really you can give to people quickly so they get it quickly? Yeah, to, to the individual manager, yeah. you're asking, yes. Uh, what, what I like to say to them is remember that engagement and retention is an individual activity. Mm. It's largely not a group activity. That doesn't mean that companies can't put in place wonderful programs uh, to teach managers, train managers, support managers, and so on. Uh, but ultimately, the buck stops with the manager. So if I were in an elevator with a manager and he said, how do I engage and retain people, especially right now when things are so tough, I would say, well, do you know what each of your treasured, talented employees wants and needs most? And many of them will go, no. And I'm guessing, they're guessing, but they don't know for sure. And especially in tough times, they don't ask. So I know we're going to address that in just a few moments, this whole idea of asking, but it is foundational to everything else because, frankly, uh, Relly wants something different from what you want, Kathy, and you want something different from what I want. Now, there are some things we have in common, of course, but, but when it comes right down to it, Relly may be most interested in a promotion, and you may be more interested in... Uh, learning something new, and I might be more interested in having more vacation time. So it is absolutely key that the manager knows his or her people and knows them individually. Okay, so that that's, uh, sets us up really, really well here. And so um, part of this, I know you and I had talked, and you have an uh, article that came out. Like I said, I, I love all, all your articles you got in place in so many different places, when the lights come back on uh, and employees have a choice, will they choose you? And so maybe, where, is, is that out yet? And if so, where? And then you can maybe start telling us about that. It's great. We had it, uh, we had it placed, and then it fell off the calendar. So the next time it's going to be uh, available is within the next few days on my website. Oh, good. And, and that's uh, www.jeg.org. So I will have it up there so that listeners can grab that. Perfect. Okay. So, um, so what have you noticed in, in organizations today uh, in regards to this in, the recession, and, and especially in regards to retention? Uh, it's interesting. Uh, some organizations haven't lost their focus. I mean, they're they're actually doing just fine, despite the fact that they've been going through a recession. Maybe still are feeling the pain of that. Uh, for the past decade, in fact, we've watched managers using the love them or lose them approach or a talent-focused approach uh, to building their, their 
loyal, committed, and productive teams. Um, Their employees, by the way, cannot be enticed away easily by a 10% raise or a gym or a massage on Fridays. Uh, They love their jobs, their teams, their bosses, and even their companies. And because of that, their companies win. Now, in contrast, we've seen managers uh, lose talent the moment economy lights come back on. We saw this in the early 90s. We saw this in uh, right after the 2001-2002 recession. Uh, these not-so-successful managers seem to match their engagement and retention efforts to the economic highs and lows. So in the good times when jobs were plentiful and talented people had choice, managers were offering perks and praise and promotion. And then in bad times, these leaders developed a much more cavalier attitude about their employees. And many of them felt, and some of them actually said, quit whining, be glad you have a job. And they piled on the work, and they removed the praise, and they froze the pay. And their best people readied their resumes. They logged on to Monster.com and waited for the first chance to jump ship. And, of course, then the managers were stunned when it actually happened. So that's what we've been seeing, and it is so predictable, and we are seeing it again. Those companies who didn't lose focus, those companies who've treated people well through the tough times and kind of stuck by them and had their backs, those companies are going to fare very, very well when the economy lights come back on. It's funny how we talk about the economy lights going off or coming back on and how people behave during you know, times of, of stress and retention uh, and question loyalty. When, when you look at kind of the risk assessment um, that employees, you know, employees can check in on, what are some of those activities that heighten the risk of losing your star performers? Yeah, that's a great question. We, we actually created what we call the hanging on quiz. And uh, this quiz would help employers, managers, HR professionals to assess the odds of keeping the best and brightest on the team when the economy brightens and when headhunters call. I should say, by the way, that headhunters are already calling. Right Management just did a study that showed 52% of employees reporting they were approached by another employer with a possible job offer in the past 12 months. Wow. Isn't that incredible? 52%. So we make this assumption that there are no options, and and that is just incorrect, especially for the most talented people. Is that a a, a study that... Anybody can find? Yes, it is. Uh, let me see. How can I? In fact, I have. Oh, we can we can come back to that. Okay, we'll come I would back. Have thought to if you had it handy. Yes, absolutely. I can get that for you. Fascinating. So the um, the hanging on quiz, ten quick questions, and here's what I would encourage your listeners to do: um, say, ask yourself, which of these could you check off on behalf of your organization? Which of these are true in your organization? First, we had no layoffs during this recession. Two, we didn't cut anyone's pay or benefits. Three, we didn't increase the workload for our talent. Four, we thanked employees daily for what they do to keep us alive and successful. Five, we asked every employee what he or she wants to learn this year or what they want to do next in their careers. Six, we were flexible, asking people what would make their lives easier and finding ways to make that happen. Seven, we spotlighted and rewarded good managers, noting how they engage and retain talent for us. Eight, when money was in short supply, we found creative ways to reward good work. 
2009, we continued our open-door policy, were honest and timely in our communication to employees throughout the tough times, and 10, we never said or even thought, quit whining, be glad you have a job. (laughs) So if you think about your organization, how many check marks did you have? Now, on on that note, Sharon, we're going to go to a quick break. Good. (laughs) And I'm going to give all of our listeners an opportunity to give themselves that quick quiz. Good. And while we're at break, we'll do the quick quiz ourselves. And you're listening to Leadership Development News, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Sharon Jordan-Evans about getting employees to stay. We just went through, uh, Sharon, your uh, quiz that's going to be uh, on your article, When the Lights uh, Come Back On, and uh, the Hanging On quiz. So uh, take us from there, you know, if um, how many check marks are, are okay and, and how many are, aren't okay. So how would you score that? Well, basically, if, if you've marked uh, 8 to 10, if you have 8 to 10 check marks, uh-huh. You are doing absolutely great. And, and by the way, there aren't very many of you out there, if that's <laughs> the case. Mm-hmm. Your risk for losing talent has been minimized by your treatment of your talent during the tough times. You know, people that are treated well during tough times are much more apt to stick around. Uh, if you only checked five to seven, not so hot. Um, you have employees with updated resumes, just know that. 
they are logging on to job boards. They're letting their friends on LinkedIn and Facebook know that they're no that they're looking. Uh, they want to just see what's out there, and it's easier, by the way, to look than it has ever been. Uh, they might feel overworked. They might feel fearful that you know the next layoff they're going. And then um, zero to four check marks, very risky situation. Expect turnover in the coming months. Uh, we call this the second wave of departures. History shows six to 12 months following tough times like a downsizing or a negative change, you're bound to lose some of your best and brightest. And by the way, these are the ones you counted on to help you reverse your fortunes. Mm. So it, it's a tough one. And, of course, this is not intended to depress people because there really are things that you can be doing if you scored fairly low on the quiz, you know, like communicate more honestly and more effectively, thank and reward people. I don't know why uh, managers are so afraid to thank people Mm -hmm. during tough times. Uh, I have a good friend who runs a business, and she hasn't thanked her employees, and she said she's afraid they'll want to raise if she thanks them. So as soon as they kind of open up that door, it's almost like I'm better having the door shut than open it up. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh. Holding career chats, same thing. Managers quit having career chats with people you know, finding out what people want to do more of in their work. Uh, so, so those are the, the kinds of things that you absolutely can be doing and should be doing mm-hmm. uh, even, even during the hard time. Now, when, when people are in the top category, what was that again? They're oh, doing the, pretty the, well. The top category, 8 to 10 check marks, absolutely excellent. You're doing great. Okay, so those folks aren't at risk of losing their people even though somebody's calling them. You um, got it. Okay. You got it. Those people just aren't going to go. I mean, they're, you know, and they've, they've weathered tough times with you before and they're going to weather them again and they're just not apt to leave. So and is it just the, the middle and the lower group? Right. Exactly. Exactly. If, uh, if you've checked five to seven, um, you know, then, then it's not, it's not terrific. Just know that your best people have their resumes updated. It doesn't mean they're going to go for sure. Uh, but zero to four, I mean, if you didn't have hardly any check marks, then it's a very risky situation, and especially for the best and brightest. I always say, you know, your slow and sleepy people, they're not going anywhere. Don't worry. They're not leaving. <laughs> uh, but, but your best and brightest have options, and they're going to have more options when, when the economy lights come back on. Now, when, when, that's the important part there. It's when the economy lights come back on. Right. So some people are going to, as you say, hang on, mm-hmm. um, and they have that, uh, you know, that 52% um, approach rate. Mm-hmm. They have um, a good resume, and they have great skills, and they're just going to hang on until the economy shifts, and then out the door they go. Out the door they go, and, and we saw this. And they're this, probably going to take people with them. And they take oh, that's the other thing. And particularly with the younger generations mm. now. Oh, the teams. Oh, they follow each other. The posse. Know. Yeah, they the do. The texting they, posse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they follow each other. So you're, you're absolutely right. There are many, many people, great employees, who are just assuming kind of a bunker mentality for now, and uh, they're waiting. And the, the minute things turn or the minute they get one of those calls that feels like a fit, they're gone. So, so with that, Sharon, let's, let's talk about the stay interview. You kind of uh, alluded to it a, a bit. So what is the stay interview? And, um, you know, and we'll go into the specifics, but why aren't 
you know, and also wonder why aren't people doing it. So what is the stay interview? Okay, the stay interview. Your listeners all know about exit interviews, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And they've been on one side or another uh, of the table regarding exit interviews. Uh, so what we say is you will decrease the number of exit interviews if you conduct stay interviews uh-huh. with the people you hope to keep. So here's how it looks. Imagine this. Imagine that your boss calls you in and says to you, I probably haven't told you this often enough, but you're important to this team and to me. I cannot imagine losing you. I know you've been through a rough time lately, and I want you to know how much I appreciate all you've done and the way you've done it. I'd like you to know I want you to hang in here. I'd like to know what you want next. What do you want to learn? What career goals are you thinking about? You know, I, I'd like to know what will keep you here. I'd like to know what could entice you away. So those are the kinds of introductory comments that a boss might make. And when I ask in an audience, has a boss ever held that kind of interview with you, how many of you have had a boss hold that kind of interview with you? It's amazing how there will be out of a group of 400 people, there will be four hands. And when I ask the four-handed people, <laughs> how did that feel? They will say, it felt great. I felt important. I felt valued. It felt great. Uh, one guy in the audience said, well, it felt a little late. It was actually in the exit interview. So he was told, like, like so often happens, how treasured and important he was when he was on his way out the door. So you asked, really, you yeah. know, why aren't managers doing this? Because they aren't. Mm-hmm. I mean, every single audience, good times and bad times, not just recession times, managers aren't conducting stay interviews. Why? Because of fear. Mm-hmm. They're afraid they can't deliver on the request. So mm-hmm. why would they open Pandora's box? Why would they ask a question and have a response come back and not be able to deliver on it, Right. Right. So they don't ask. And, of course, if they don't ask, the employees never have a chance, really, unless they're uh, very brave, forthcoming. Right. Uh, they don't have a chance to let their manager know what they're hoping for, what they wish was different, what they'd like more of or less of. It's amazing when you think about how little it takes to retain an employee. Oh, yeah. Especially a good employee. Oh, yeah. And and that it, it, that it is... Uh, customized, it needs to be customized, you know, because again, people want different things. So, so what I say is, if you can't give them what they want, which could happen, let's say that they answer with the most dreaded response, I want a raise, and a raise will keep me here. There are four steps to follow. If you cannot give them a raise, and you know that, first, tell them again how much you value them. So if they say, I want a 10% raise, and and it's true that you value them. You say, you're worth that to me and more. Uh, you tell the truth about obstacles you face. Like, you know, we've got a pay freeze right now. Uh, we've got a project closing down. Uh, we've got layoffs. This is just the, the toughest time to get that for you. But, number three, show you care enough about them to look into it. Let them know you hear the request. And you say, let, you know, let me look into this. Let's meet again next Friday to talk about this and to talk about possibilities. For example, if not now, then when, and if not this, then what? And then the fourth piece is absolutely, fourth step, absolutely crucial, and that is ask what else. 
because research shows us clearly that people want more from work than just a paycheck. Uh, when you ask the question, what else, there's a guarantee that that person will come up with at least one thing mm-hmm. they want that you can give. So those are the steps. And it's so funny because I've coached dozens and dozens of managers to conduct these state interviews with people, and they're so nervous about it. I say, well, start with an easy one. You know, start with somebody that is pretty darn happy and you know it. Uh, And start there and see what happens. And they are shocked at what people want. Like one guy said, I would like to know how the senior team works. Is there a chance I could attend a staff meeting sometime? Oh, yeah, I could take you to the staff meeting. Things like that. So what are the three questions? So the the steps, if you can't deliver on the request, Mm -hmm. first tell them again how much you value them. Like you're worth that, you know, that much to me and more. Tell the truth about the obstacles you face. But then, three, show you care enough about them to look into it. So, and, and say, hey, let's meet next Friday and talk about it. I'm going to go run this up the flagpole, see what I can find out. Let's meet next Friday and talk about it. And then the fourth is, what else? Meanwhile, what else? do you want? What else are you looking for? The talented people on your team don't just want the money. There could be some exceptions floating around out there, but that's not what our research tells us. They want exciting work and challenge. They want career growth, learning and development. They want to work with great people. You know, they want a great boss. They want meaningful work. Those are the things that matter most to people. Now, we're going to have to go to a break in just um, a few seconds, but and I know this is not on our you know, kind of Q&A, but I'd like you to think about how do you deal with gender differences in the STAY model? So, for example, um, you know, uh, uh, let's pretend uh, I'm a 50-something-year-old in the workplace and my manager is a 30-something-year-old who doesn't have the same problems I'm facing. Mm -hmm. So a little twist on the STAY interview. We'll be right back. We're talking to uh, Sharon Evans and... We're all excited today to learn more here on Leadership Development News, so come right back. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 
Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with uh, Sharon Jordan-Evans. And uh, this article that we're referring to is going to be on her website, and sounds like within a week or so. J E G for Jordan Evans Group dot org. J E G dot org, and there's plenty of uh, good information on there. You also have a, have a part of the website that's got some statistics uh, around retention, isn't that? Keepem dot org. Keepem dot com. Keepem, and K E E P E M dot com. Yes, I'd love people to go there and take the. Um, Take the quiz, the What Kept You quiz. Oh, good, good. That'd good. be great. So uh, and just during the break, we're talking about trying to zero in on a couple of issues here and, and tap your expertise. So let's say you have a younger uh, person who is going to be managing an older person around retention is one issue. And then Kathy brought up um, just the, the kind of the gender issues. So is there any kind of tips you can give us, younger, older, and then gender issues, you know, around retention. Well, you know, that's really the, especially the generational uh, topic is hot, hot, hot again. It, it was hot, hot, hot in the late 80s because Gen X entered the workplace. Right. Remember that? Yeah. Of course, now they're getting up there and they are the managers in the workplace, and they are managing people older than them and younger than them, and, and we've forgotten that they were really different from the generation before them. Now we have the Gen Y uh, in the workplace, and of course they're different yet again. Why? Because every generation is different. And the challenge is that we've got the four generations in the workplace, and do they occasionally bump noses uh, or at least elbows? Yes, they do. 
And my take on it, we've got a chapter, by the way, in Love Em or Lose Em that's dedicated to this, to this very issue because our belief is that it's absolutely crucial that anyone in a management role understand people from different generations. Now, that's true about diversity in general, isn't it? So it's also true uh, for gender differences. It's true for ethnicity, you know, any kind of cultural background differences you might face in the workplace. The more you know, the more you understand about differences, the better off you are, especially in a management role. But here's what I believe makes it simple or simpler to manage uh, in this world of diversity, including generational diversity, and that is the stay interview is um, in and of itself the best way to learn what that individual wants regardless of his or her age. So here's an interesting uh, twist. The younger generation, the Gen Y person we know wants some balance in their lives. They're not so much like the boomers who are willing to put in 70, 80-hour weeks, week after week, with one week of vacation a year. They really want a little more time off. They want a little more flexibility. Uh, they're like the Gen Xers in that regard. But now here's an interesting twist. Some of the older boomers getting close to retirement age, they're showing up now to want, guess what, more flexibility, more time off. And they want, some of them even want to, might want to test drive retirement. So the only way you're going to know what each of your treasured, talented employees wants is to ask. That's why the stay interview works. And it really, in a lot of ways, it kind of flattens or evens the playing field. Uh, and you don't mm-hmm. have to worry as much about, about generational differences or, or other differences. You, what you have to worry about is what that individual wants and needs from you. As it, yeah, Sharon, you're uh, talking about that. I'm just thinking my, my daughter, who now is uh, 13, has got a new thing just because I've been kind of pretty busy lately, and she's going, Daddy, why do you work so much? Mm-hmm. You know, don't, don't we have just enough money to do whatever we want now? I love it. I love it. <laughs> I mean, aside, so aside from, you know, my own pressure, my wife, now, you know, it's, it's my pre-millennial daughter. Oh, yes. <laughs> who's, who's, um, and she'll be taking that into the workplace with her. <laughs> yeah, so you can see, yeah, you can see it already. You know, oh, yeah. And then oh, yeah. my wife's trying to say, well, you know that dance class that you're taking? Well, that's one of the reasons that dad's working. and It, it doesn't hold much weight, though. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> when we look at um, our future together as a multi-generational and a multi-gender and a wide diversity or a widely diversified workforce, what are the next projects you're working on that are exciting for all of us, and we will wait for with bated breath because <laughs> we seem to be getting more and more aware of these distinctions and how they help us versus the old mantra, which is we should all be the same, mm-hmm. we should all be treated the same, and if we do that, we're doing our jobs and we won't worry about any of this nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really interesting that, that you put out there that notion of treating people the same. And there, was, there has been for a long time the sense that, to be fair, you had to treat people identically. Yeah, and it's kind of sad because and it hurts people. Yeah, it's not how it works. And you think if you have more than one child, do you give them identical Christmas gifts 
so, so that they're, you're treating them fairly? And the answer is probably not. You probably get them what they want, and they probably aren't identical Christmas gifts. So there's a whole new notion now. It's called mass customization, and it really comes from the world of marketing. So your listeners who are, are marketing experts will have heard this many, many times. But the notion is that you customize, but you customize for everyone, which, of course, makes it fair. Now, this makes management harder than it's ever been before. And managers groan at this. And human resource professionals sometimes uh, groan at this notion of mass customization because it simply was easier to treat everybody identically. And if one guy wanted to get off Friday afternoon at 4 to go to his son's soccer match, that meant the whole team had to be let off at 4, even though they didn't have a soccer match. I mean, how ridiculous is that? And we live in an era now where everything is customized. We get our hamburger the way we want it prepared. We get jeans customized to fit us. We can order our Nike shoes to look the way we want them to look. You know, so why shouldn't the workplace be customized for us as well? And I think that is a big part of what I'm continually looking at and interested in, and it's all contextual. So when you ask, what am I doing, what am I looking at, it's more writing, it's more speaking on the topics I'm in love with, um, but it's all about context and, and being up to date and knowing what's going on in the world of work that is so different from how it was five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Well, Sean, this is great. You're definitely an expert uh, on on retention engagement, but also a, a fabulous coach. So one thing that's worth winding down here, I, w- I wanted to ask just about perception management. And you and I have kind of consulted and talked at other times just about coaching. But I'm interested in any, when you talk about perception management, because I talk about that usually with this idea of a snapshot, that people have a snapshot of someone. And one, you've got to make a change. But two, how does anybody know you, anybody know you made the change? So what are some of the things that you do maybe around perception management that may have be helpful? Well, first of all, just introducing the notion to my coachee. Uh, most executives haven't really given a lot of thought to their reputation, to the perceptions that others have about them. They assume the best. They've been promoted, 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 and mm-hmm. patted on the back. And they assume that all is well. And often it's in that 360-degree feedback process or something like it uh, where they find out for the first time that a group of people or some people at least view them in a way that maybe isn't serving them all that well. So what I try to do is help them distinguish between, you know, what is a, uh, a development need, where do I need to learn and grow, uh, and uh, how do I need to better manage perceptions and my reputation. I mean, how is that looking? How is it serving me? And sometimes it's a, it's a PR acti- right, activity right. rather than a development activity. So it's, it's becoming aware, first of all, of the distinction, I think, between development, developing those competencies that are required, uh, and dealing with perception and reputation. Well, and I think it also then uh, in deals with then the person's leader because it's so much easier, and this is one of the responsibilities in, in developing talent, for the leader to say, oh, you know, someone says something about someone that's an old perception, to say, you know, I know you think that, but things have changed. Let me tell you how. And that would be one of the responsibilities of a leader. And I think often, you know, these old perceptions, they, they either don't comment on it, and so they just stay alive. Oh, that is so true. And, in fact, when I'm working with an executive, I need to have his boss 
on board. I'm sure you feel the same yeah. same way. And and the boss is in his corner or her corner, and a part of that boss's job is to help mm-hmm. manage the the perceptions that are floating around out there. I'm I'm always asking the boss to let my coachee know what the buzz is yeah. about him or her, and knowing what the buzz is can help us then fine tune or tweak um, his activities his actions, and so on. Sharon, this, is, this has been so rewarding for me to listen to this dialogue and to, uh, to learn. This is a hard subject, and I do hope many of our listeners take advantage of the opportunity to participate in your questionnaire and go to your website, um, and I want to make sure that they get it again. So if you would give that to them again for us, I'd appreciate it. Yes, it's www.jeg.org. And... Um, I, I want to just uh, make sure that everybody knows your two books are Love Them or Lose Them, Getting Good People to Stay, and Love It, Don't Leave It, 26 Ways to Get What You Want at Work. Right. Outstanding. Well, Sharon, thank you very much. This is, uh, as, as before, it's very insightful, and uh, hopefully our listeners can pass this on because of this issue around engagement. Uh, we, all, we all need to work on it and keep it focused. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. This has been Leadership Development News. Tune in again next week. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.